1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
0: Welcome into the Believe in the Cowboys podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Paul Catalina. We're brought to you by, of course, betonline.ag. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. And head to the website betonlineag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And today I'm joined by my dear friend Mike McBrien, comedian, Cowboys fan extraordinaire, and the Mike. The reason I want to have you on the podcast, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are uh, what I would categorize as a
1: Cowboys super fan. Oh, thank you. I I take much pride in that. Yeah. In fact, I'd like to start off today's show with the Cowboys fight song but I don't know it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Know. so it's probably something really corny. I'm not, it's probably was written in 1960. Yeah. But you know. What do you, what do you think of NFL fight songs? I pretty much think they are I, all weird. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's more of a college thing. Yeah. Really. And they're really cool in college. I mean, like there's you a couple of good, like hail to the Redskins, which is, you know, what now- I always which just like hail to the football team. <laughs> <laughs> you know hail so, to the, the yeah. yeah whatever yeah, and like like um, guys on the field now <laughs> i will say i always thought uh fly eagles fly was really kind of cool yeah even though they're the worst football team ba- the planet, bear
0: down know. chicago bears oh, um yeah, yeah. you know yeah. i i do like you know the story between like you know the, the houston oilers and miami dolphins have the same fight <laughs> song except it's just changed out because the I don't know if one of the team wouldn't pattern if it was the Dolphins or the Oilers didn't pay the guy his full contract. So he said, Well, to hell with you, I'm just gonna sell it to another team. That's awesome. And so he was like, so, you know, because it was Houston Oilers, Houston. So now if you hear ever hear the Dolphins, it's like Miami Dolphins, I, I'm Miami, gonna, Miami I'm Dolphins. Gonna, I'm going to
1: look that up later.
0: Miami, yeah. So it, like one yeah. of the, one of the other, like I don't remember who it was, one of those teams like did not finish paying him. But see,
1: I love stuff. That's the stuff about the NFL that I love. It, it's so funny because I talked to other fans and they're like, you know, let you see the stats on a <laughs> Juju Schuster Smith or whatever. And I'm just like, I just – I, what, what uniforms were they wearing? I, just, I love the peripheral, yeah. you know, all that stuff. I love the ugly uniforms. I love the uh, the little things, the mascots. Although, can we talk about Rowdy for a second? You don't what, like Rowdy? What is your opinion on Rowdy? Uh, I, I think he's kind of odd. I preferred Whistling Ray. He's uh, a little uh,
0: goofy. Rest in peace. Rowdy's a little weird. You can book him for your kid's birthday party
1: wherever no, you are yeah, in Texas, he looks like he should be at a birthday yeah, party yeah, I, not um, at, on the sidelines. A great.
0: Honestly. Many times I've been to the Cowboys facility and Rowdy's the, like the vehicle that they transport him in, uh, is, is parked up front, you know, the promotional vehicle. And it's like, if you'd like to book Rowdy, you know, go to Dallas, slash Rowdy or whatever it is. I, I have a, you a, can, aunt,
1: you can book him. My aunt Ellie who lives in Richardson, um, who would sometimes give me tickets to Cowboys games. I'd sit mm. with her at the Cowboys game. This is Texas Stadium, Irving. Mm-hmm. She'd go. That rowdy is so embarrassing to the team. <laughs> she
0: really had yeah, a hatred. I mean, you of gotta right. like everybody has. It's a marketing thing. You gotta have a mascot. I mean, like one could say the Cowboys have several. Like the Cowboys cheerleader for the longest time mm-hmm. superseded rowdy as the and they still probably are. Is that like the promotional arm of the team? Yeah, you know that that's what they are. But you know, right? You gotta have a mascot. Everybody has a mascot. Yeah, you know,
1: speaking of mascots, can we? Can we? Uh, What's your pick? What would you like the Washington football team to become? Cause Actually, it,
0: I think they should stick with it.
1: Just the Washington football team? Yeah, I kind of I like it. But that's a soccer move. I know, no, it is I a soccer move. No. I, I was for the Red Tails. I liked the Red Tails. There was one I heard, because a few weeks back they listed, they gave out like, 40 different things mm-hmm. for the fans which was the dumbest thing and I'll just narrow it down to 10 and yeah. then let the fans choose. one of them was and I I, I want to say this was a dream but I know it's the Monarchs which is just the is ironic. Worst, it is yeah. the worst name for the Washington football team. It's like, you guys put that in there cause you were messing with us. I would love it. If all the Washington fans just voted for that name, just to embarrass yeah. the, the owner. I really like liked, well, what's the site for American idol it was vote for the worst, right? Yes. yes yeah. So like that's how, how like that yeah, what was exactly. name? Sanjaya. I, I really wanted, I like wild hogs. I think that, I think that that's kind of what their mascot is mm. anyway. Yeah. It kind of sounds cool. The only, Drawback from that is it sounds like a college team. Yeah. Or you know, a movie with
0: Tim Allen, John Travolta, (laughs) about about a 50-year-old man
1: on a motorcycle. Wouldn't you
0: want that to be associated with your team? (laughs) Yeah. I mean All right. So let me get to the the reason that Mike is on the show today is quite often I get texts from Mike that are sometimes they're valid concerns. (laughs) <laughs> and sometimes they are what I like to call super fan freakouts, where you're a fan. You love the team so much. You hear these things. And it's one of those things that the myths grow. So I would like to kind of dive into some of these with you. I have
1: one right off the top of my head. Yeah. And, and, this, and this is a genuine yeah, concern like, I have. Yeah,
0: and go through them. And okay, I will tell you, cool. like, All right. I will either debunk the myth or I will... I will explain why you do. Yes, need to be nervous about that.
1: Do, okay,
0: and then, like it, this could be anything from overall, like overarching things of the Jones era, or current. Like um, here's my current concern about a player or a system or something going on in the team.
1: And, and if we have time, we'll have an on-air fight about Tom Brady because that we've had those before. Yeah, and I think that's the closest we ever came to losing our friendship was yeah. over Tom Brady. The I mean the greatest. Of all time. The greatest yes. cheater of all time. Yes. Okay. Um, so my genuine concern. Okay. So the Cowboys did two things this offseason. Mm-hmm. They didn't pick up the fifth year option for Leighton Vander Esch. Okay. They also drafted a linebacker with their number one pick. Okay. Are well, these, do these two correlate? Yes. Are, the, as, as a matter of fact. Have they, they lost faith in Van Der Esch? Uh,
0: they have not lost faith in his talent. They have lost faith in his ability to stay healthy, which he's never been able to do. And he didn't really play all that well last year. I think they want to sign him to an extension, but they've now given him a prove-it year. And if he can't stay healthy, and this probably doesn't bode well for Leighton Van Der Esch is that he is just off the Sean Lee time you know, with Dallas, who Sean Lee, had he been healthy, would be in the ring of honor. But Sean, that's Leas, what I, I think. I would even
1: go farther than I think Hall of Fame.
0: Yeah, if but I mean, healthy. like, I'll stop. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. Yeah, but I, I like to stop short of that because you never know, you know, but like, had he been healthy, he's in the ring of honor because, I mean, he was that good when he was healthy and he was that important to the franchise and he was that kind of leader. So I don't, uh, I think this, like, I think that hurts Leighton Vander Der Esch and that the Cowboys have, you know, the recency bias of, We've just gone through this at this same position mm-hmm. with the same type of player, you know, that has the same type of ability. We just don't want to go through this again. And, you know, they, they, they only drafted Micah Parsons in the first round. They drafted Jabril Cox in the fourth round. And Jabril Cox, I mean, that might have been the steal of the draft by a lot of a lot of people's estimations. Plus, the way that modern defenses are going, the linebacker position is ever changing. You know, their base defenses are usually nickel now. So you need a linebacker like Jabril Cox who can cover. You need a linebacker who's versatile like Micah Parsons. Um, You know, so I do think it does. It speaks to that. Plus, it also speaks to the fact that they're in a bit of a sticky wicket cap-wise with Jalen Smith. If Jalen Smith doesn't perform well, Mm -hmm. they've got to let him walk too. But they're going to have dead money with him. No matter what, they're going to have dead money. If they don't pick up the fifth-year option with Leighton Vander Esch, there's no dead money. They can just let him walk, and that's that.
1: So you would say it's safe to say he's on the hot seat this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, I would say the warm seat. I don't think it's, I mean, like, it's, like, he's been put, like, on a little bit of notice. I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's It's definitely, um, it's definitely something to, to actively worry about until you start seeing him perform not perform or just not play the best ability is availability is the cliche in the nfl so the best ability you can have is availability if you're not playing then again that's the thing
1: so well speaking of the hot seat that's where the head coach is supposedly right now from what i've what i well i don't think like here's the thing jerry's jerry's not he wasn't quick to fire the last two head coaches
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like Wade Phillips was there. He,
1: he, he held on to Jason Garrett and, for, what, and, 10 years? Yeah, and like Jason
0: that. Garrett was there a long time. And um, I like so far,
1: year one, I I very much prefer Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy. Can hey. I say in Jason Garrett's I, – because I know a lot of people hate him, just mainly based on the clapping, just because <laughs> the clapping for everything, just stop it. Is His record with the Cowboys is not bad. I mean, he had – The problem with Jason Garrett was – It was mediocrity. He's so average.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's so average and the Cowboys don't spend or promote for average. You know, it's the, it's America's team, you know? And no, I mean, I actually, you know, the, the way that America is now, we're very average at most things. (laughs) So maybe the Cowboys are the appropriate want to be America's team (laughs) in 2021. So, yeah, I don't don't know, know. but it's, it's, it's one of those things. So, you know, you you just have that. um, I, I, like, I, I don't think he's on the hots. I think, I think that the temperature will get turned up because I don't think Jerry wants to fire a coach after 2 years especially when you look at what they're doing with the defense rebuilding it essentially. I mean like and having a new coordinator have a new coordinator yeah, and like yeah. and like drafting you know, all this draft is is to for volume on defense you know for for depth on defense
1: I think it was the first 4 picks were
0: different. first 6 picks first 6, six picks, picks yeah, yeah are all defense so you know the first 6 picks that you had are all on defense so and then and then the next you know you drafted an offensive lineman who May or may not make the team a wide receiver. May not make the team, and all the rest are defense. You know, so you know you have eleven picks, and you know all of them are 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 defense. You know, eight of the eight or nine of the eleven are defense. They they, they've needed to commit more resources to the defense in in recent years. Now, I can see them committing a lot of resources to the offensive line in coming drafts as that starts to age a little bit. But I I don't think he'll do it year two. But like if they don't show an improvement because their offense. When Dak Prescott was there, was racking up yards. Their defense couldn't stop anybody, and it was the worst in Cowboys history. If they have a similar kind of year where they don't make a marked improvement with a healthy Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and a healthy offensive line and all that, then I would think that unless they're just terrible, he's not going to get fired. But if they're average and don't win that – got to at least win the division. If he goes into year three not defending the NFC East crown or at least – contending for it down to the wire, then I think he's in trouble in year three.
1: I'm at this point as a, as a lifelong Cowboys fan Uh uh, that I hate getting my hopes up because it feels like why, like I don't, do you do that? I do. It's like being in an abusive relationship. It really is. I get hurt at the end of every year, but I keep coming back to this team. Yeah. You know, it's, that's a lighthearted joke about domestic. But anyway, yeah. so anyway, uh, but this year I really feel a little different because Dak's going to be healthy.
0: Yeah, but I mean, do you. Do We've you, got a
1: stronger O line. When was the yeah. last time that you
0: legitimately felt Super Bowl with this team? Wasn't last year. I,
1: I always am optimistic.
0: I would think it would be a two or three years ago where you know like amari cooper you know, like I, maybe then and they didn't the start the year over. the year
1: after they got cooper cuz cuz they got him in the midway part and they were yeah. really tanking, and cooper was kind of the uh, yeah. um, catalyst was, yeah. uh, uh, to, to to get them on the right track but even then i was like i i had my hopes up but i wasn't i think that was van Esch's first year and he had that breakout season but it was the year following that i thought well, maybe we'll do something here we've got everybody healthy you know, I even think Sean Lee was healthy at that point mm-hmm. and uh, we looked strong and then it was just like, uh, I don't even remember. I have such a short term memory with the yeah. Cowboys now cause they, they disappoint me every year and it's been what? 25 five five years, years yeah. 26. I just, it's, it's unimaginable. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's unacceptable really, honestly, yeah. as a fan. And it makes me think, what can I do? What can you do? What can I have anything have right. I not so, been trying? Have I not been praying hard enough? Or are, are you wearing my lucky t shirt enough? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So, so I,
0: you can't get, do anything. Uh don't don't put that burden on yourself.
1: All right. So what other like concerns do you have? Um well I, I think and and this is probably, even if they're not outspoken about it, is I think a lot of fans. Uh-huh. Are concerned about Ezekiel Elliott this year.
0: I think that's legitimate. Now, here's where I will give Zeke the benefit of the doubt. Um, he was a little banged up. He did have COVID at one point. And although he said he was asymptomatic. But um, the offensive line was when they play like when they went into last offseason, here they planned to have Travis Frederick, Tyron Smith, Lyle Collins, Zach Martin, and Connor Williams. And when they Got ultimately to the season, they had Connor Williams, right? Because and Zach Martin was there a little bit, but like Travis Rider retired, retired. Yeah. Uh, Tyron Smith didn't play a, a, a didn't play, but like two or three games. Lyle Collins didn't play a snap last year, uh, and then Zach Martin got hurt twice during the year. Ultimately, getting shut down towards the end. So mm-hmm. they had, I mean, no team is going to win. No team is going to win with four of their five projected starters out and then not only that joe looney got hurt for a stretch um the uh, cam irving the swing tackle that they signed was hurt at a training camp and then he didn't replay until the middle of the year they were trying to make do with brandon knight and terrence Steele. uh i think the good news coming out of that was that Connor mcgovern the guy they drafted a couple years ago turned out that he was actually not bad so they've got some depth on the interior of the line now they drafted josh ball uh out of Marshall who was at Florida state who got kicked out of Florida state for domestic violence. So we'll see how that works out. I, I don't support that pick in any way, shape or form. I don't think he was that good before uh, he got kicked out. I don't think he was that good at Marshall and especially not that good to warrant bringing him in at all, even with a fifth or sixth round pick. Um, I also I uh, wonder about, you know, who, you know, if they have a legitimate swing tackle, we'll see, we'll see what they do. I mean, You know that's been their problem, but you know I I do think it is. So you have the those offensive line concerns. I'm willing to give Zeke another year, but running backs in the NFL more than any other position, you can't position you can't fake it anymore. Like you can you can adjust as a wide receiver from being a super breakout like big target to a guy who's just a really good route runner. Well, I mean, what? But as a running back, like there's the there's the wall. Think about Sean Alexander or guys like. You're dominant, and then all of a sudden, it's just there's only so many hits in a body, and you don't. The meter isn't public.
1: You well, know what is it they always say about running backs is you have a career that if you're lucky, five years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many? Well, years, that's where he is. That's right now. where he is right now. So I, I, I I'm very worried um, that he's not going to be able to bounce back, even with a healthy old line. Um, but yeah, we, I, I, we were so, I was so disappointed with Zeke last year especially mm-hmm. because with the COVID year and everything just kind of going haywire and the NFC East was wide open for anybody to take it. Uh, and when Dak went down, sort of all our eyes went to Zeke and he underperformed um, or rather did not have the help around him sadly. And uh, yeah, it was disappointing. So I, I, I mean, it was up for grabs last year. I really do believe that the, the entire – the the Super Bowl it could have been anybody had a shot. That was your one shot Texans. And you missed it anyway. Um, so, um, what was I going with? I don't even know. Uh, yeah. Another concern about the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, I'm a little confused, and I'm I'm glad I came here to clear this up. Okay. How much say does Jerry Jones still have? Is he just a figurehead at this point? Uh, no, absolutely not. No, he still has a lot of say. But Stephen Jones and Will McClay
0: run that scouting department, the personnel department. So he is very much turned over. He's look, he's a passenger in the in the in the car, but he's not driving anymore. But he can give directions.
1: How much credit would you give to Jerry, and how much blame would you give to Jerry? over uh, the Cowboys' success in the 90s, where there's the last 25 years. Where, how, how much does okay. Jerry need to take of that?
0: Uh, he deserves the credit for restarting the franchise and, and putting the resources where they needed to be to make them what they are.
1: Now, now I'm going to stop you there. Was that Jerry or was that Jimmy Johnson whispering? Top, in his overall, ear? Like, overall to say, like the to Cowboys, like,
0: the reason they were for sale is they were in debt. I mean, they were, like, mm-hmm. they were in terrible amounts of debt, and he didn't have time to, you know, he just had to make decisions and did them. And he started innovating and doing things. Now, personnel-wise, I mean, most of that was Jimmy Johnson. Now, where I think a lot of fans don't quite realize, and even though there's been countless books and news reports and things on this television specials and NFL Network things, people blame Jerry for Jimmy leaving. It was, it was an agreed, like, both parties wanted the divorce. Both of them did. Jimmy was Jimmy knew like he knew Jerry from way back. They were friends for a long time. So he knew exactly what buttons to push to make sure that Jerry fired him and Jimmy didn't leave. So that Jimmy came out smelling like a rose and then Jerry looked like the bad guy in it when they were both responsible for that divorce. Well, it's it wasn't like, you know, uh, there are some times in a marriage where one person wants to stay and one person wants out and one person's working on it. And one person's not. That was not the case in Jerry and Jimmy. Both of them were actively were, were sick of each other and needed,
1: needed to part ways. Well, it's interesting. I, I'm unsure how much, how much credit Jimmy should actually get when you look at what he did with the Dolphins, and it wasn't anything. Well, okay, you know. so this is, where you, this is where it comes back in where you need it all
0: to win consistently in the NFL. And I'll give you the Patriots as an example. Ownership, management, head coach, quarterback,
1: that's what you need. Deflating balls. Again, we're talking about the Patriots, right? Again,
0: I'm gonna tell you right now, okay, we're sorry. not gonna get into that.
1: Okay. But but <laughs> Troy Aikman did it.
0: Peyton Manning did it. Sure they did. That's why they, they got caught. They all did it. The, the Patriots just had dumb guys from Boston in charge of it. And so instead of instead of you know plus probably it's it's hubris on the Patriots' part to do it because they didn't think they'd get caught, but everyone else probably had a better system.
1: Getting back on subject. But getting back I, on subject. I really don't think it's you really...
0: It, you need it from top to bottom. And so Jerry and Jimmy was a thing that worked top to bottom. And then when he went to the Dolphins, the Dolphins have had crap ownership for a long, long time. They've been through several owners. They haven't had good ownership. So they didn't have the same kind of ownership or commitment. Um And... That's why Jimmy couldn't do what he did in the same place. Plus the fact that putting Jimmy Johnson back in Florida lowered his work ethic about 15 to 20%. So he was not as charged up to prove anything. He seems like a pretty laid back guy. I mean, he is to that point. I mean, like you, you know, he wears a suit when he's on Fox, but believe me, like it's, he's not,
1: that's the only time he's, you know, contractually required to really, I think if you think about it, you think about the success of the Cowboys it's not wasn't really Jerry. It Wasn't really Jimmy. And I think it was it, it all goes on the shoulders of who I consider the greatest Dallas Cowboy of all time, Mr. Herschel Walker <laughs> for getting traded to the Vikings. Well, and look, that was that was and look, Jer, like that was
0: Jimmy's deal. Jimmy worked that whole deal out, but that was also Jerry for giving him like the permission to trade the star. The only star that they had at the time. You know,
1: do you ever see a deal remotely like that no, ever never again. happening?
0: I mean, it's one of those things that happened. <laughs> it was and then when, so crazy. When, when it worked out, like the Herschel Walker deal, like Jimmy Johnson gets credit for being this great draft Nick and like the guy who could do that. But if you really look over their drafts, it just gave him, it gave him the room to mess up. Like he could take guys that were chances or reaches and all that stuff and, and mess up. The Cowboys' best two periods in their franchise were when they had personnel guys who knew how to load up. I mean, Gil Brandt built the Cowboys. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to know him and get to know him. He's, he's a friend of mine. He's a genius. I mean, he's an absolute genius. He built the modern Like modern scouting departments. All are, are copying Gil Brandt. I mean, he is the one who who built the draft, who like used to guys would look at college magazines. Gil Brandt would get on the road and go to East BFE nowhere and, you know, find a guy because he knew about that. Like he would do that. Jimmy Johnson was the same way building a team in that when he had the Herschel Walker trade, he could say like, yeah, this guy's only played two years of, uh, of college football, but he's tall and I can put some muscle on him. We'll see what happens. You know, like, you know, drafting Bob Hayes, the fastest man in the world, wound up being an NFL Hall of Famer. But, you know, Drew Pearson, Hall of Famer, you know, wasn't, you know, all that. Rayfield Wright played basketball. Cornell Green played basketball. You know, Gil Brandt had a bunch of those. But he also had a, guy, a bunch of guys that, you know, hit the wall. But the ownership allowed Gil Brandt to take chances. Jerry liked that Jimmy took chances. Jerry's tried to take similar chances post-Jimmy. He's just not as good at it. So, Jerry's thing is he is maybe, maybe the greatest owner in the history of professional sports worldwide, but he is
1: at best a slightly above average general manager. Well, let me ask you this. Who is the most or what team is the most valuable? His. Yeah, exactly. So His. I mean, he's, he's so like,
0: doing I mean, he's doing like, it's valuable. <laughs> it's, it's that valuable. And he hasn't won
1: a championship in, in a quarter of a century and so, the value keeps going up. I want a, I want a prediction from you for this next season, and I, I'm going to give you some things uh, to consider. All right, to, that uh-huh. go into play here. I think I was a huge Tony Romo fan. Uh-huh. That's may still be my favorite quarterback mm-hmm. of all time. Yeah, with all due respect to Staubach and Aikman. Yeah and um Ryan Leaf that may be my favorite Cowboys quarterback of all time just because of who he was off the field his his is a uh, QB IQ his football IQ and just the way he would just move around that field and he even adjusted his game to where he scrambled less and just got the ball downfield and watching him with Terrell Owens was just a treat um and, and, and at first i and i still think they moved on to dak prescott too soon i think they should have given it a year i think i think romo should have came back the next year and then handed the baton off to prescott but uh prescott won me over the previous season to this one um he was just phenomenal i remember watching uh it was during the Seahawks playoff game of, of the season before where he made that he reached out and made that stretch for the mm-hmm. touchdown. I just thought Romo couldn't have done that. Yeah. And I and I just that that won me over. And then this past season, seeing uh, was it? One of the early games. Of course it had to be an early game because he was in it where the Cowboys just came back from like what was it, a twenty four point? Yeah, when well, uh, they beat the Falcons. Seven. Yeah, it was all Dak. It, it was Chris. And it was all deck and his just Refusal to to give up. Would you like to see in your quarterback? Yeah,
0: I, I, like I'm a big Dak Prescott fan. I think he's I, you know I think he's worth every penny that
1: they signed him to. Oh, it was it was a relief for I think a lot of fans when they when they signed him. And we didn't even care that he got so much. We didn't care what the amount. We just we wanted him. We wanted him out. So keeping in mind how great Dax Dak Dak is or Dak Prescott can be. If Dak Prescott stays healthy, that's the only contention for this prediction. I'm, I'm going to give you: What's the do the Cowboys win ten games this year?
0: They should with the, the, the schedule they have. is the I mean they have the 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 second weakest schedule in the league, so they should. I mean ten and six should be, you oh, know, if you ten and 7. 10, oh, yeah ten and seven, yeah ten and <laughs> seven. I think they can do ten and seven.
1: I don't think people should
0: expect much more than that.
1: Do people, is it still the assumption win 10 and you're in? Is that still, or with this new game on the schedule, is that not so much? Or, or do you still think win 10 and you get a playoff spot, typically? You win the division. I mean, you just got to win the division. The division's so, okay. not good. So what I mean, what so you're like, saying right now is these Cowboys, with a healthy Dak Prescott, are a playoff. Yeah, they can win the division. Okay. They can win the division. All right, that sounds good.
0: Now, I mean, like, a lot of things have to happen, and Dan Quinn's defense has to be a lot better than the the defense was last year.
1: I honestly believe, and I've told this to people before, if Dak Prescott would have found a way uh, to stay healthy and not mess up his leg, uh, if our defense would have improved, I really feel like we had a better offense than the Buccaneers, who ended up winning the Super Bowl, obviously. I don't know if our defense could have handled them, but if they would have got their act together, I and that's what makes me sort of sick about last season, was that I really do think it was up for grabs. Anybody could have done it. And just the Buccaneers got hot at the right time, and they had a guy who had been there before. We're not going to go into that. But, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, uh, look, I mean, we can we can go into Brady all All day long. No, no. Because Listen, I've had a hard day. Let's keep
1: this positive and happy. Here's the thing.
0: (laughs) Um, I'll tell you the difference. Sports people, for the most part, most of us in the sports business, Mm -hmm. don't see that as a big deal because I've watched athletes all over sports cheat to some degree, and it doesn't bother me. You know, steroids never bothered me. Scuffing a baseball doesn't bother me. None of that bothers me because... Like the okay. Astros sign stealing only bothered me in the fact that they took it to a technological level. But on the sign stealing in general, if you're doing the old fashioned way, it's just that's on the other team. So I don't, I'm not bothered by that. And I like, if you honestly think that they're that effing good because of a couple pounds of air out of a football, stop watching sports. They are so much better. Like, here's the other thing in that game that they got caught, that was one of his least prolific games. Like, Garrett Blunt. Kick the shit out of the Colts. So
1: kick the shit out of them. So there, there's a few things I'd like to touch on. Yeah. For the, the speci- so again- specifically, specifically, specifically deflating the balls. The cornerbacks, the, the the deep backs for the other team said when he passed the ball, they were they were suspicious because it did not travel as far as they've seen balls travel before. So when they would go out to cover a guy, the, the, the receiver would somehow become completely open because he would, okay. he would okay. he'd run back. Here's he'd the do deal. A comeback.
0: It's gamesmanship, and they got caught, and they were well overpunished for it. Uh, 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 so, um, again, and, and I would think the thing. worst thing that they did was Belichick filming a practice. I mean, that to me is much more shady than deflating balls, which to me, that's, you know, Phil Necro putting sandpaper on a ball. Like, again... The defensive back, the Colts did not lose that game because my of false.
1: My other point is that this notion, and, I, and I've heard it from several sports or yeah. people in the sports world or whatever, <laughs> is that well, you know, everybody else was cheating. I hate that excuse. Well, I don't. But put like, any- there's a difference between cheat, like cheating, and gamesmanship.
0: That to me is in the gamesmanship of like, look. You know,
1: I don't think it's, I don't think it's, it's a worthy excuse at all. I, I, I think it's just, it's, it's just, but, them them. but, but anyway. what
0: you're also doing is you decided that you don't like Tom Brady. You know, you, no, no, hold on. I know this because I do this with Tim Tebow, who I, I really hate with every fiber of my being. And I have no reason to, other than he went to the university of Florida and he like, <laughs> and, and people seem to like think he's something better than he is. And he's not, but but he's, he's a good guy. I mean, he's a good guy who does good things in the world. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't dislike Tim Tebow as much as I do, but I assign a lot of things to him. So I will find a reason to not like him. You didn't like Tom Brady before that happened, right?
1: True or false? You no, didn't I like was him. indifferent. Yo, was, I, I, to a point, you, because I hate everyone who's not a cowboy. Okay. So That's for what? So you but didn't I, like him. I will say so this. Can this this I say one thing? You, Can I, this
0: just gave <laughs> you an excuse to hate him.
1: You know? I'm going to say this. For every time he got caught cheating, there's probably twenty times he didn't get caught. He catch. got caught cheating one time. It, well, the, the team he was on. Well, I mean that's Belichick. That's not him.
0: Well, but it, you know, I mean, it, like he like, it was. He was. He's but again, no like, yes, but like, was but again yes. But the other thing is, a Belichick. Like one thing you know about Bill Belichick is he knows every rule. He knows every rule. Like so, he know like whatever he was doing to cheat. He had probably read away. He could. He thought he could get away with it. Now he was cheating. I'm not defending, Bell like Belichick's the most dominant coach in the history of the NFL, and Brady's the the greatest quarterback ever. So, you know, like it's just how it is. Seven Super Bowls hasn't come because of deflated footballs, and and watching film of practice.
1: I just hate when I run into Patriots fans that defend it, and I'm like, oh,
0: like I don't think I don't think it's I don't find it defensible, but I also don't find it indefensible. Like they, it's, it's they like,
1: they're different to me than Astros fans, because I've never seen Astros fans defend it They're But it's like, at the same time, it's like, what are they going to do? They're not going to change their team. You, you know what? It's you their know, team. I'll know? tell you
0: the differences between the Patriots and Astros. The Patriots weren't really indignant about it. They kind of kept it to themselves. Like they might've been privately indignant about it, but when the Astros are given a chance to like, say, listen, yes, we did it. You know, we really, like there's a cut, like saying like, you know, we've seen other things around the league. We grew that out and we, we took it too far and we should not have done it. And we're sorry. Instead of that, their tact was like, (laughs) no, you're the asshole. Like that was their thing. You know, like that was their, that was their whole, uh, their whole vibe around the sign stealing was like, yeah, we did it. Yeah. We got caught. No, I don't feel guilty about it. No, you shouldn't take away anything about it. And then,
1: it, you know, you ask like, it's like a guy that cheats on his wife, then turns to his wife and say, how do I know you're not cheating on me? Yeah, huh? who's, yeah, exactly. Who's the jerk now? So like the stat, that's, I, I the stat that's very st- telling, I'm going to tell you
0: this about, about the Astros. So Clayton Kershaw, the batting average on his changeup throughout his career is like 108. It's ridiculously hard. The Astros in the World Series hit like 500 on the changeup because they knew it was coming. So there's a difference there. And... I, like I think that's I mean I think Tom Brady and deflated footballs like lives in that same world, but to me it's it's the difference between like you know getting a hooker and killing a hooker. Yeah,
1: like <laughs> I, I will I will say something positive yeah. about the Patriots. Stay. Ooh, this is an exclusive. Mike's going to say something positive about the New England Patriots. Every single time they've been caught cheating, there's been a little bit of a gray area. For example, Spygate, where uh, Belichick's excuse, excuse was, "Oh, I didn't know we couldn't do that." Well, I okay. mean, that's the thing. Like, and then that's that's the play footballs you. was the weather got changed and the the pressure let out. Okay, you can There's walk. Excuses. You can walk into that building, and
0: I guarantee you, you would ask him a rule and be like. Oh, you mean page 37, subsection B, paragraph four?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think we can push that. He knows that. Okay, but there's still reasonable excuses. The Astros had guys wearing wires and thumping on trash cans. There's mm-hmm. no excuse for that. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how do you feel? Because I'm... I'm a big fan of the circus, the, the pomp and circumstance mm-hmm. of football, <laughs> like the peripheral, the, the fancy uniforms, the mm-hmm. the guys that have nicknames like Fridge. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love that stuff. Tim Tebow coming back to, or going to the, the Jaguars as a tight end is so exciting to me. I just want, even if it fails at this point, I'm just I'm wh- such wh- a fan. How why, do why? you feel about Because I know you don't like
0: no, I don't, Tim I don't, Tebow. I don't like him, and I also don't like Urban Meyer. Because Urban Meyer, when he was a college coach, is the most duplicitous scumbag on the face of the earth. Now he probably belongs in the NFL at this point, but there's nobody more full of crap than Urban Meyer. He's an excellent football coach. He's a genius football coach, but he's full of crap. And he's he's a lot like, I mean, like I, you know, I've watched him blame like the team that T- Tebow. And I do feel bad for this on Tim Tebow. The team that Tim Tebow was on at Florida was Tim T- was you know the the right Reverend Tim Tebow. And then a bunch of pieces of crap, like guys who did bad stuff. Um, I won't get into all of them, but I will mention Aaron Hernandez. So, and Aaron Hernandez didn't like go to the Patriots and become a piece of crap. He was a piece of crap before he got there, right? And Urban Meyer covered it up. So, and then Urban Meyer also covered up an assistant coach beating the crap out of his wife for more than a decade. And then when it came time for him to pay the piper, on each of these things. You know, he left Florida because he had health problems, and then at Ohio State, same thing. And he also blamed the
1: athletic director. He's like, "Well, I told him, but he told me not to worry about it." Like, it just. Do you have this kind of so? I'm not. We can get this back on. Yeah, but I'm just curious. Do you have this sort of same disdain for Pete Carroll, for what he did at USC, and then you know now what were Pete Pete
0: Carroll's players doing? Were they just taking. Cash. they were
1: taking cash
0: yeah i mean that's like if you're a college kid and no, somebody no, gives don't you get me money wrong.
1: I, that's, there's so, a big difference between murdering someone and taking yeah, cash again yeah, but like still yeah
0: uh no like i don't i don't because like and look and i'm not saying that pete carroll is you know pure as the driven snow i just think that there's a line of you know letting your players take cash or you know letting agents around your program which is not good and letting them commit whatever felonies they want and then making sure they can still play on your team you know like there's there's a difference
1: i don't it's just as a fan it kind of rubs me the wrong way that he he does these underhanded things with usc and then a few years later it's super bowl champion seahawks well i mean again like uh, he probably needed to be in the like and he was an nfl coach before he went to usc so
0: he probably didn't have that same and look there's there's plenty other college coaches cheating you know i'm not saying that makes it right but like you know, to pick out one, to pick out one, and be like, he's worse than all the rest. I don't know. You never, you never know what you're going to find out about people. Okay, you know? so let's get so back, back to, to Tim, Tim Tebow. Tebow. Back to Tim Tebow. Here's here's I have the myriad of reasons why I think this is silly. One, I don't think the players in the locker room will much care for it, uh, as much as a, like a good locker room guy Tim Tebow might be. I don't think they'll much care for it because you know he's never played that position. Um, he's not particularly. You know, he has small hands. He has like, to be
1: somewhat talented for him to even get a walk-on Well, he I
0: mean, spot. he's like an athlete, yeah. But, I mean, he wouldn't be nowhere else in the NFL even wants to do this. He's only 34 years old, too. So it's not that's, – that's a ripe old age for an NFL player. And uh, the only reason he's getting this opportunity is because Urban Meyer is there. You know, um, he gets this opportunity to play a position. He was not – like, he was not an NFL player. I mean, he was just not. And it's fine to not be an NFL player. There are a lot well, of people. Hold
1: out, on, I'd argue with that. If you just he wasn't the typical NFL player, but you got to look at his stats. He got cut he from wasn't. six
0: teams. I mean, like if he wasn't. Here's the thing, Mike. Talent is the only currency. Talent is the only currency. So if he could be an NFL player and valued an NFL roster, or had he made this decision ten years ago when he got booted from the league? Maybe we're having a different discussion.
1: Well, he did get cut from those teams, but the programs he was in, they were, I mean, what are we talking about? The Jets and the- Okay, and, okay, okay. And the Eagles with what, so Peterson? He, so or, he couldn't- I mean, so he, Chip, I'm sorry.
0: So he yeah. couldn't make those teams. So do you think that there was some kind of cabal against him? Well, no,
1: I think I those mean, teams were not, run so poorly, they didn't know what to do with the talent Okay, they had. if he
0: can't- no, no, no. <laughs> That's not how it works. If you're good, you play. If you're good, you play. If you fit, you can play. Okay. Okay? And his record with the Broncos is smoke and mirrors. If you look at their offensive production, he had to get them to about 10 points a game, and Vaughn and Miller got them there. (laughs) The next year, they put Peyton Manning at half Peyton Manning speed, and they dominated the league. So again, Tim Tebow had nothing to do with them winning other than...
1: Some gumption. But the Broncos were a better program, and he flourished there. He didn't flourish. He wasn't good. The offense was bad. He's supposed to make the offense
0: good. They didn't lose the games that they lost because they had a good quarterback later. He doesn't have a good... Like, he's not a quarterback. He was not a quarterback in the NFL. He should have never been a quarterback in the NFL. He should have changed positions early on. He didn't do that because of his massive ego. And... And didn't. So now he's 10 years later and he's going to try it and good for him. Hope he makes it. Well, I will. I will. But I'm going to, I'm going to give you a comparison. Colin Kaepernick was not nearly as bad at his worst as Tim Tebow was at his worst and he can't get a job. Now I do believe that Colin Kaepernick is now part of him likes that he doesn't have a job in that if he gets one, it ruins his whole thing.
1: Well, you got to consider he's he's you know, he's he's getting older and Tim know,
0: Tebow's thirty four and he's going to play a position now where there's more yeah, contact than he but They, has they the didn't run. hire
1: him to be a quarterback.
0: No, but he hired yeah. him to be a tight end.
1: And which like, is which is what everyone said he should have been
0: ten, years, 10 ago. years ago. And time waits for no man. And this guy's been been a like an <laughs> awful also minor said, league baseball player. They also said he life. should have
1: been a jaguar ten years ago as well. So so I, I
0: mean, it, look, look, this is crazy. he's. Look, if he's that good of an athlete, where he can at 34, I know he's in great shape for a
1: 34. He's in fantastic shape. If he can make the team, great. It's a great story. A great, it's a great story. It's gonna but, put butts in seats. And if there's any team in the NFL that needs fans to start saying it's Jacksonville, but but this this is this is
0: nothing more than Urban Meyer and Tim Tebow stroking their own egos. That's all this is.
1: You don't think it's more of a you know ticket sales?
0: No, that thing. like. They could have done that again. They could have done this years ago, but Um, I don't think the, I don't think they're worried about that. So I I mean, like, here's the thing. If it's ticket sales, they just drafted. Like, here's the other thing. It's taking attention. They just drafted Trevor freaking Lawrence. Maybe the second coming of Peyton Manning. I mean, that's ticket sales,
1: right? You know, um, I don't know. A
0: spoiled homeschool brat who got his way the whole time in his life. And, you know, is a really good athlete and was a really great college quarterback. Uh, but who honestly is only popular because people think that all NFL players are heathens and Tim Tebow was the shining light. That's why he was popular. That's why people like him. Not because of his actual NFL talent. His NFL, the NFL, like he wasn't an NFL player anymore because he was an NFL player. And the Jets and Eagles both tried him out at H-back and tight end, and he couldn't run routes. So you can't do like, you can either can or you can't. And the NFL is not in the business outside of Colin Kaepernick. And that's a whole different issue. Like Tim Tebow never did anything to, to get cast out of the league because of his opinions. Like Colin Kaepernick did. Tim Tebow is not in the league because he's just not an NFL player. That's why
1: he's not. There's two things I want. I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much time you want yeah, to talk we about. can. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Um, I'd like to touch on Kaepernick. Cause this would be an easy transition. Cause you were just discussing him. What are the honest chances he plays in the NFL? I, I think again? he's done. He's I just done. think he's
0: done. I mean, there's no like, why? Why would? Why would? Why would he? Why would it happen now?
1: Um, I, there may be pressure. I mean, like, from,
0: but I mean, there's been pressure. Yeah. I mean, we just we just came off an off season of, um, you know, Black Lives Matter and all these things of where it probably would have been good to get Colin Kaepernick in an NFL locker room. I they just, Didn't even make the attempt to. I, and not only that, COVID 19, where you've got to have, like, you know, you're getting Josh McCallum's 106 years old and they're bringing him in. Like, why are you not bringing in Colin Kaepernick? Right. Again, so he's better been to is a best. Super Bowl. Yeah, he's been to a Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, better at his best and better at his worst than most of these guys they're bringing in. You know, the Cowboys have worked out Jeff Driscoll and Brett Hundley. You're telling me that, like, Colin Kaepernick's not better
1: than them at his worst? Yeah, when, but it's more than that. When Dak Prescott went down. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys had serious problems at quarterback.
0: Well, it wasn't that. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say Andy Dalton was a serious problem. The offensive line was a serious
1: problem. If Dak, look, uh, Dalton it, didn't exactly blow me away. No, and, and, he shouldn't, and he even wasn't when, supposed even to. When, even when he went down, and was it DiNucci, and yeah, they And I can't were, remember the other guy, Gary Gilbert. Yeah, uh, who I was really going to be the backup. Now I was really pulling for those guys because I like that that you know the the underdog story. Yeah. Why wouldn't you hire Colin Kaepernick? Come in, I mean at least it would be. You know, I, I know Jerry okay. likes okay the controversy. Not, you know, not when it comes to kneeling. I mean the
0: Cowboys don't kneel. I mm. mean that like that's like you know of all the teams I knew that weren't going to get him, it was going to be the Cowboys because the Dallas Cowboys don't kneel.
1: It would have been such a perfect fit.
0: Maybe, maybe so, but I mean Jerry. Jerry's not ready for that controversy. Mm. He he's fine with other controversy, but he's not. He didn't want that. That's not Jerry. There's line. There's there's many lines he will cross, unfortunately, and that was one he. I promise you, he wouldn't have.
1: How do you think history is going to remember Colin Kaepernick?
0: I think they'll remember him. I think eventually they'll remember him as you know. Look, and he he part of him's like youthful pride, and this is a Cowboys podcast. And we've kind of gone off the rails, but uh, which is fine. Sorry, yeah. But I think people will remember him as someone who 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 stood up for what he believed in. He's never done anything wrong. He stood up for what he believed in and was cast out because of that. And because NFL locker rooms, I think most teams would be fine like would not care about him in the locker room, but they just don't want the extra layer of they're all about routine and Colin Kaepernick takes you out of your routine. So uh, that's why he's not gotten an opportunity and then the other the overarching fact of it's just they don't they just most
1: of these guys owners don't want to deal with it. Personally, I believe it- in 20 or 30 years, he's going to be remembered as a hero as long, did, look, as long as we don't find out about any kind of really, you know, any kind of weird sex scandals or yeah, yeah, yeah. him beating up a random person, you yeah, know, yeah, exactly. as long as that doesn't happen, he he'll be remembered. Now, now, as a hero. Now,
0: one of the things I, I hope he's learned is look, you cannot be standing on the, on the, you know, pulpit talking about police brutality in America, which is a problem while wearing a Fidel Castro t-shirt like those are like so okay so police brutality is bad here but a government assassinating people for disagreeing with it which is something that you are like you've been removed from your job because you disagreed with public policy or something like that and you're gonna wear a Fidel Castro t-shirt like you're sending mixed messages man like Like when, when Fidel Castro sees police brutality, he's like, yeah, I kind of, that's my milieu, you know? And so I, I think that, I think that that's where, I think that's where Colin Kaepernick really lost a lot of people is that they're like, wait a minute. So where are you? You know, and look, he's made, he's now got millions of dollars from Nike to be a spokesperson for, for that, for that movement. So again, he, and he's going to give a lot of money away. I like Colin Kaepernick. I'm fine with Colin Kaepernick. I just think he made some youthful mistakes in, you know, you know, the, the whole subculture war he was going on mm-hmm. with there, you
1: know, so, so I, I have two more, okay. Two more questions, qu- two, two more non-Cowboys related questions. Okay. I, then I have a Cowboys related question okay. or, or statement, whatever you want to say. Okay. Um, a news story I don't think a lot of people are talking about. I'm excited about. Who do you think is going to be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints this coming season? Janus Winston. So you don't think Taysom?
0: No, I think Janus Winston's a better quarterback overall. And
1: you look at his thirty stats. touchdown. like look at the, his stats before he lost his job. They're crazy. He's like a he's like in the top ten. I think what season? Yeah, I mean like, like again, passing like yards. All yeah, time. I mean it's,
0: yards and touchdowns. And Sean Payton can probably help him cut down on those interceptions. If he cuts down the interceptions. He's, you know,
1: he has a record of taking a quarterback that was good that struggled in another city and and, and turning him into. I mean, like Drew I'm Brees. Drew Brees, Drew Brees, Brees didn't necessarily struggle
0: ballot, in San Diego. Yeah. I mean, they had a bad season. He got hurt, and then but he took Drew Brees and he took. I mean, Drew Brees is a Hall of Famer in large part because of Sean Payton because he he knew how to use him and. It was his
1: interceptions that was really. Yeah, massive, I mean, if yeah. I remember so, it correctly. So yeah, I mean, he had yeah. So all right, next. It's going to be exciting. I can't. Yeah. My other question is. Um, should the Cowboys, I'll make it Cowboys related, okay? Should the Cowboys, as well as every other NFL team, be wary of the Arizona Cardinals? Because they are getting hyped up a lot right now. I I mean, they were close.
0: If they can get a little bit better, yeah, I think I'd be worried about the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's good. DeAndre Hopkins is there. J.J. Watt's still effective, and he's there. They've got a ton, like, look at their weapons when you've got uh, Christian Kirk and... Uh, I'm, there's a wide receiver that drafted who I really liked. Uh, they have any, I mean, they're they're, they're going to be good.
1: You don't think Murray is too undersized?
0: I mean, I think I think he's not too undersized to be effective. I wonder, is he too undersized to take the pounding and constantly come back? So that's what I'd be worried about, just his health. But he's got the arm strength and he's got the athletic ability. But when you get hit and hit and hit and hit, like, can you – like, is he going to be healthy? Because he missed some time and he got hurt last year, a little shoulder thing. And can you take that over and over again? That would be my worry about. I would just,
1: the reason I ask is because I hear a lot of people hyping the. You up. Know, but I think about Watt and I think about Fitzgerald. And I think about they've got to be pushing well, 40 fit, right Fitz now. Fitz is, getting is retiring, but yeah. Oh, that's but right. Yeah, yeah but DeAndre okay,
0: Hopkins. But yeah, they, yeah, they drafted a wide receiver who I'm like out, outside the realm of my memory right now. So,
1: All right. So getting back to the Cowboys. Yeah. If Zeke continues the trajectory that he's on, do we have hope in Tony Pollard?
0: Yes, yeah, I think he showed last year he's explosive, and if you have the right offensive line and the right offensive scheme, you can win with a with a running back that's from the third or fourth round. Okay, it's happened many, many times. That's why teams don't spend super high draft picks on running backs. Well, does
1: it really line. matter with a healthy Dak? And I think you, center. I
0: think you want it to. Yeah, it should. I mean, you don't like. But you need to have a running game. I think that's look. Mike McCarthy is no longer in Green Bay because he neglected the running game. He, I mean, and and that, and the fact he and Aaron Rodgers, right? Just, but Aaron Rodgers doesn't like a lot of people who are in charge in Green Bay.
1: So, yeah, I, I <laughs> well, think... was that more of an Aaron Rodgers thing. Do we have that to fear from the relationship between McCarthy and Prescott? I
0: don't. I think it's probably more of an Aaron Rodgers
1: thing. Mm-hmm. I, I think well, Aaron Aaron is more. Because he was airing his grievances, of his I think, I think Aaron's
0: more particular than Dak when it comes to like those kind of like what he considers personal affronts. Dak is much more like Aaron Rodgers. I don't think anybody could convince me that he's completely laid back. Where Dak Prescott's a pretty laid back guy. I mean, he's super serious, but like he's not someone who uh, Aaron Rodgers. Alex Rodriguez was like this, you know. Like there are guy like. They hear everything, and they like, you know. Part of the thing that fuels them is they make check marks like this, this, and this. I'm going to make sure, like, I'm, I'm the 49. Like every time I play the 49ers or Aaron Rodgers, I want to make sure they know they messed up by not drafting me. He takes those things. So, like, when you do that, and you, everything's a personal affront, sometimes it can spill over. So,
1: I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, Cowboys okay. questions. Okay. First, who is your least favorite Dallas Cowboy of all time? Uh, Greg Hardy. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Because he was a scumbag.
0: a scumbag and he was yeah. a complete waste of time and, and wrecked a good locker room.
1: Okay, fair yeah. enough. I, mean, I, saw, I saw it at, happen in at, person. At least we got some production out of Pac Man Jones. So it wasn't that,
0: you know. Also wrecked a locker room, but yeah. Yeah. But he played a little bit better, but also yeah, wrecked a locker room. If you if you play a little bit better, that redeems you. I mean, that's, I mean, like he might have been, I mean, he's in my bottom five, Pac Man Jones. Yeah.
1: I don't even, I'm not even sure who my least favorite. I'm, I'm, the most disappointing was, um, oh gosh. I can't even remember. number 17, the quarterback before Romo. Uh, Quincy Carter. Quincy Carter. They had a
0: lot of problems. But yeah. I mean, like, <sighs> I never wanted them to draft Quincy. Like, if you realize they traded down yeah. to get Quincy Carter in the same draft that the Chargers drafted Drew Brees, and they maybe could have traded up to get him.
1: That was my most disappointing so. cowboy of all time. All right, who's your favorite Dallas cowboy of all time? Troy Aikman, Troy Aikman. Oh yeah, Troy Aikman. Yeah, oh yeah. Even though he deflated balls, apparently.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, probably not to the same degree that Brady did, but they all like the thing is that the the level of the NFL has the ball inflated to most quarterbacks. Most quarterbacks don't like it because you can't squeeze the ball at all. It's it's super you know hard, and so most of them don't do it. Like I think Tom.
1: I think what Tom did was probably go. A little bit more air than most guys do. But let's elaborate on Troy Aikman. Yeah. What what is it? What was it about Troy Aikman that made him your favorite?
0: I mean, just the the way he handled his business, the way I mean, of course, I mean he was my favorite when I was a kid. He was, you know, three Super Bowls. You know, and again, he wasn't prolific as a star goes as as maybe some quarterbacks are today. But I just liked him as a leader. I yeah yeah he had that strong arm. Yeah, I mean is it? I mean. Again, like right now, if Trey was playing right now, he would throw for 5,000 yards a year. I mean, you know he would. I mean he's he was un, like he right. an unbelievable one. He was unbelievably
1: accurate. So uh for me, thank you for asking. For me, I, I just watching Emmett Smith as a kid.
0: Yeah, I mean look and Emmett he
1: was so exciting. Em, he, Emmett
0: was Emmett's number two. I mean, like yeah. like I can give I can rattle off my top five as Aikman, Emmett, um, uh Detwin. Um for just different reasons, and, and Dat and I are friends. Dad
1: Wynn seems like an incredible human being. He's just, yeah, he, just from what great. I know
0: He's we're very good friends. Um, I don't mean to. name and I drop, think you, but when, look, I, we when are. I when
1: I showed you my my my, own, my, my wall of cowboys cards, I think yeah. you were very proud. Dad Win, yeah, Dad,
0: like Dad, in part like like Dad may have been lower on the list had it not just been the fact that I know him really well. But Dad Win. One of my favorite things, the favorite I'll tell thing you. about
1: Datwin ever was going to, yeah. uh, when the Cowboys played New Orleans, there was always a who's that, who dat yeah. sign. And it was yeah. always number 59. Anyway, go ahead. Um,
0: and then um, I would say,
1: with a Marcus Ware and Jason Witten. So these were all players that you saw. You, yeah. You don't put any on there that you didn't see. Like, like
0: no, a, I mean, it's hard for me to say, like, they're my yeah. favorite cowboy of all time. Like, my favorite cowboy when I was a little kid, a little, little kid was Danny White. I was going to say Danny White. But yeah, yeah. Yes. And, uh, the punter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love Danny White. But, uh, he was the quarterback when I was first alive. Yeah. You know, so, like, he was going to be. But as far as, like, memories of Danny White, they're all very fussy because he stopped playing when I was, like, seven or eight, you know, maybe nine. And then, um, but, I mean, like my, favorite, like, my favorite players are the ones I've seen, you mm-hmm. know?
1: And so. Why, let me ask you a question. Why is Romo not on that list?
0: There's too much drama around Romo. Really? He's not in my top 15. Really? And, I like, I enjoyed watching him play. But, like, he like social media made him more beloved than he, he probably sh- would Does have he been. Does he not normally.
1: hold the majority of the passing records for the Cowboys?
0: Okay, he's also different eras. So, like, part of that doesn't, like, you know
1: i I, I, I got to tell you what,
0: I mean look I like Tony Romo, but I, I'm not like I'm not uh, I don't romanticize his era and I, like part of it wasn't even his fault. The Cowboys weren't building the team around him that they needed to, but
1: the 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 way he would dodge the oh he pass was great rushers, fun I lo- like, and I like so Tony, Ro- much fun to watch. I
0: like Tony Romo. I think I was just kind of exhausted around the narrative around Tony Romo mm-hmm. and the bottom line was is that they were in the playoffs many times. And he had plenty of opportunities to get big wins and didn't, and so that's why he's lower on my list. Most of my, outside of Whitten and, and Demarcus Ware, who I, I think are probably on my list just because of of the Good Guy Awards a little bit. But my other favorites are guys like Novacek and Charles Haley, and you know, um, you know, I really liked Russell Maryland for some reason, and Nate Newton and <laughs> and Larry Allen, and you know, like those guys who.
1: Bill Bates, you know,
0: no, Bill Bates is down. I mean, I like yeah. Bill Bates, but like, you know, but Darren Woodson and uh, Pup Smith and Dion and like all those guys because they won Super Bowls, you know, like I'm also a huge Boston Red Sox fan. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not so much of a fan of Mo Vaughn as I am of big poppy because big poppy won a bunch of world series, you know? So again, like the people who won are the ones can,
1: that are can, okay. So you mentioned you're a Red Sox fan. Yeah. Can I address something to your listeners? Because I'm looking for brethren out there that are like me. Because I am a child of two worlds. I am a Dallas Cowboys super fan, but uh-huh. I'm also, and you know this, a Philadelphia Phillies yeah. fan. which there are not many of us. Well, you know, because you know what? I'll tell you, the I'll Eagles and Cowboys. You know, you are
0: you're you're an inverse
1: uh, Chris Christie. Uh, <laughs> I'm really skinny. I mean, I don't know what no, you're No, doing no, no. Chris Christie is a, uh, is a Cowboys fan from New
0: Jersey. And he, I don't want to know what, what baseball team but like. He's there's it's There's almost like a
1: Yankees guy.
0: Yeah. But like, there are, there are people, there are people in Philly who like the Cowboys to, for,
1: for spite, for spite. Uh, for me, it was, and if I could share a little story, Mike Schmidt, uh, well, part, well, see, I was born and raised here in Waco until I was six years old. Mm-hmm. And then my family decided to go out and live with my dad's family lived in Delaware Uh and in Delaware at the time, this is before the nationals, you were either an Orioles fan or you were a Phillies fan. And to me, there were two things that that sort of made me drift over to the Phillies. One was, you know, uh, you, you had your choice between Cal Ripken jr. And Mike Schmidt Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, and I, you know, Cal Ripken was an amazing baseball player, uh-huh. uh, but Schmidt hit the long bomb, yeah, like the long bomb, you, and that that was always kind of like. Can, can you shorten this because this podcast is going long? Enough. Oh, I'm sorry. About I'm sorry, I'm uh, sorry, uh, but most of it was just I hated the DH rule as a kid. I don't know why. Uh-huh. I kind of like it now, but I hate it as a kid. But I uh, and so because of that, I, I thought well I'll just be an Eagles fan. I was seven, eight years old at the time. I'll so I'll just be an Eagles fan because you know it's Philadelphia, Philadelphia. And my mom, who my mom needs to get. Credit. She uh, she puts all the rest of us fans. She was the ultimate Cowboys fan. She loved the Cowboys to a point where she could not even watch the game. She got so emotionally worked up when the Cowboys didn't do well. She couldn't watch. So I give all the credit to the world for her being the biggest Cowboys fan of all time. Yeah. Like, kind of like a so, not,
0: not in my house thing. No, no. Yes. <laughs> she
1: said, I, so anyway, so she was very upset that I was, I was leaning toward the Eagles. And I remember one time, this was 88, the year the Cowboys did very poorly. And the Eagles beat the Cowboys. I was like, ha ha. And I saw my mom was legitimately bummed out. And when I was eight years old and I I decided, you know what? I'd rather be sad with my family than happy alone. And it was that day I became a Cowboys fan. I've been a Cowboys fan ever since just because of that. Well, there you go. And that's how I became a Phillies Cowboys
0: fan. Well, Mike, thanks for joining us on the podcast here today. It's been very me. educational. We've kind of rambled on some <laughs> topics, but uh, it's, no, I hope it's fun for the listeners uh, as we've not, we've encompassed the Cowboys, but I'm going to have you back and we'll discuss, you know, current Cowboys issues okay, or things that, that like, sounds fun or longtime myths. I do like to get in it with somebody who's a fan because I've been covering the team for so long and I am, I'm, I've been a Cowboy fan my whole life, but I know how the sausage is made now. So some of my like panic or fan, like it's over. Like,
1: I, I'm I, curious to see what kind of the myths you want to cover. This will be fun. Or like the things
0: like, you know, you covered some of them, like, you know, okay. Jerry's, Jerry's Jerry responsibility and, yeah. and blame and all this stuff. And, and like, I'll tell you, um, a lot of Cowboys fans dislike Jerry Jones, but he's all you have to do is spend five minutes with him. And I'll try their, to learn
1: the fight song by the yeah, the. yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the, but like, it's one of those things that Jerry Jones, like fans would be mad and mad and, you know. I remember the first time I met him, I'm like, I'm going to ask him a bunch of like really tough questions. <laughs> I'm going to really, and then like we talked for a couple minutes. I'm like, man, I really like this guy very friendly
1: oh really yeah. he seems like
0: it makes you i mean like he, he makes you feel like you're my person my the favorite room.
1: jerry jones was with those pictures that were taken with him with those girls that were leaked out yeah that well, was that was fun
0: i don't know i wonder how much that happens <laughs> but uh anyway uh there's probably there's many people have many jerry jones stories that they'll never tell uh so anyway but that's gonna do it for us this is the believe in the cowboys podcast brought to you all as always by bet online go to betonline.ag talk to you again soon everybody